0: are just doing this short uh, two-part series on love, and I got to say this, as we're in it, we could spend... Um weeks upon weeks upon weeks just looking at this word that we're going to look at today with agape love. But just for those of you that missed, uh, last week we talked about that there are many different words used for love uh, in the culture that the Bible was written in. Some are in the Bible. Some were just in that culture. I won't go over it, but I will say that I love that all of our sermons are online, and uh, you can use that as a supplement. You can use that to get caught up. And I always think it's so encouraging when I run into people in the community and they're like, hey, I just got Caught up on the series that was really good, and that part, what did you mean about that part? And I'm always in this week's sermon, and sometimes they're referencing something from three or four weeks ago, and I'm like, let me get back to you. But uh, you know, but I love that we get to do that. So if you need to get caught up, please go online. Uh, but I will say this we looked at family love, we looked at uh, love for friends, we looked at having um, long term love, or it's a mature love, we also looked at the love that a husband and wife have for each other. Uh, But we talked about unconditional love, agape love, and so we're going to look at this because I believe whoever can love first, strongest, longest, whoever can live in agape love can change the world. I really believe that. God has given us the type of love that can change the, the world. And, and although we use that word agape, um, I'll explain it today so that we can really understand it in great depth. Because, it, again, it's just if you say, well, I agape love you, or I want us to love in agape love way, uh, a lot of us don't know what that really means. Now, I want to say this. Um, I'm afraid we don't love very good. As I've studied this week and as I've looked into love and I've prayed for this sermon Um, I could tell you this, that the more I looked into what the word means, the more I looked into how the Bible speaks to us to love one another and to love our enemies and do all these things, I I kept thinking, I'm not doing very well with this, Lord. That's how I felt while I was doing the sermon. Like, I'm not doing very well with this. Who else should preach this sermon? Can we bring Bob Goff back? That's how I felt. I really did. I, I just felt like I'm inadequate. I thought I could talk about tithing. I've been doing that since a little kid. I could talk about kingdom builders. I could talk about spiritual gifts. I could talk about global. I, there's a lot of things that I could preach about that, that are part of our values, but this is one that, again, I feel inadequate. And I think, um, I, I, I don't know if you join me there, but I feel like I don't know if I'm middle of the pack when it comes to loving. I don't even know if it's I'm middle of the pack. And, and so I'm preaching this with a great deal of conviction on me. And I actually enjoy when I'm being convicted. I hope you do too. I hope that when you hear a message, you actually enjoy some conviction. Because I want to be more like Jesus. When I get convicted in a sermon, I feel like, mm, sometimes I might even get angry. I might not like what's being said. But then I'll take it home and and chew on it and let it uh, form me into the person I need to be. So I want to be more like Jesus. And if I'm going to be more like Jesus, I need to grow in my agape love. I have to grow in my agape love. And I want to define that as we use that term. Um, It really means to have an unconditional love. It it really is the picture of God loving us and we could never repay him for his love for us. And then he allows us to have an uh, opportunity to love that way by loving people that can never pay us back. And so God's like, it's an unconditional love. It's a, it's a selfless love. Um, it's a love that is extended, according to the Bible, to everyone, to your family, to your friends, uh, to your enemies. I mean, if you're going to love at that level, that's a God level of love. Um, The word charity is actually uh, the word love. We get our word charity. Like to do charity, that comes from the word love. Um, I'm just trying to help you to understand the type of love that we're going after. It's the highest level of love. C.S. Lewis said this uh, about agape love. He called it gift love. Gift love. I mean, everybody likes a gift. I mean, especially right now we're thinking about gifts. But it's, it's gift love. Like, surprise, here's a gift for you. And you're like, you shouldn't have. I know I shouldn't have. But I did. It's gift love. Okay? And I, I think that's a great way to say it. And the, again, the picture is there that there's no expectation in this love. I'm doing this And you don't have to do anything back. Matter of fact, that's not my motive. I'm not doing this so that you will do something back. I'm just going to do this out of just a selfless spirit, and I'm doing it because it's the right thing and because I want to show you how much I care because God loved me when I didn't deserve it, and so I'm doing something for you, no strings attached. I mean, I think about this. Like, I have vacuumed the house with strings attached. I'm like, honey, I just vacuumed the house because I love you. She's like, right. (laughs) Right. What'd you buy? You know, what do you want? I mean, uh, I may help your marriage out, though. A lot of women find vacuuming sexy. I'm just feeling, you know that, all right. But it's no strings attached. It's like, I'm doing this because I love you. I'm doing this with no expectation in return. I'm doing this because it's, it's who I am, and it's who I'm becoming, and it's who God is, and I want to be more like him. I hope you're grabbing the picture of agape love. It's a big, big level of love that is unconditional, selfless. It's gift love. It's surprise love. It's no expectation love. It's love for everyone. And that's a high, high level for us to love at. When you look in the Bible, you'll see that uh, when it talks about that we should love people, it's telling us to love at that level. And I just want to read a couple of scriptures for you just so you can grab it. In 1 John 4, starting in verse 7, it says, Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. We're going to look at that in just a minute. That's, that's, that scripture right there would just blow people's minds when they, when they read that or heard that, that God is love. Let me read Matthew chapter 5. It talks about love your enemies. Remember, unconditional gift love, surprise love, no expectation uh, love. He says, you've heard that it said, this is Jesus, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Wow, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? He's like, and, and so he's saying like even middle of the path, low, the lowest level is like living at family love, be kind to friend love. He's like, that's not any good. He's like, you need to, you need to love at a level that is God's love and unconditional love. I can't preach a message on this without reading 1 Corinthians 13, and uh, let me just read it. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, again, agape love, unconditional love, sacrificial love, selfless love, surprise love, gift love, if I don't have that, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love I'm nothing. If I give all that I possess to the poor and give my body to hardship that I mo- my boast but I don't have love I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease, where there are tongues, they will be stilled, where there is knowledge, it'll pass away. This is God's love. This is what He's calling us to live up to. He's saying, live up to God's love. Now I want to let you know the, the term agape and the love that we're called to live at. Again, this is God's word. This is God's word. In, in the writings of the day of the Bible, uh, agape love is only used one time outside the Bible. Think about that. The term like agape love, uh, they can only find one other writing outside of the Bible that uses the term agape love. And many of us in the church, we're familiar with that word, and it's all throughout the New Testament. It's all there. And to me, I think we're missing it if we don't excel at agape love. It's right there. It's his word. It's like, if you will, if you can give me a little attitude, it's like agape love is our secret sauce. How many love like the sauce at Chick-fil-A and Canes? I mean, they have like the secret sauce. I mean, when I go to Chick-fil-A and they say, what would you like with that? I was like, that's the wrong question. You should ask me, how many do I want? You know, secret sauce, you know. And uh, before Minnesota got Chick-fil-A, I used to smuggle Chick-fil-A sauce in my carry-on. Back to, and then I just buy nuggets at other places and dip it in Chick-fil-A. I thank God Minnesota has opened their heart to the love of God and God's chicken. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But agape love is is like our secret sauce. It's all throughout the It's God's word. When when I read that and I realized that, again, I've talked about love a lot. I've studied love. I've talked about agape love. I've heard sermons on it, but I never realized that outside of the word of God, it was only used one time. It's ours. It's ours. I want to grab it with the intensity that agape love is ours. It's God's given to us. I mean, no other religion has this. No other religion has agape love. Other religions say their God loves certain people and hates other people. Other religions may put parameters on their God's love and say, well, He only in this situation does he love. The Bible tells us that God is love. God is love. God is agape. He, it's just an incredible thing. And when we grab hold of this, this is our, our, our secret sauce. And I don't think we've really kept it as, as dear as we should I mean, most of the love references that we have in the Bible, most of the love references that we see in the Bible uh, are after uh, the Gospels have been written. It's just very rarely. I think the first time it's used, the the word agape is used uh, in the Song of Solomon, which is, again, kind of an odd place that it's the first place that it's used, but it was used there. It's used a few times in the Gospels. And then when Paul and John and Peter start writing to the church, they are like, it's, it's agape, it's agape, it's agape. This, this is how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live unconditional love. We're supposed to live the love of God. And, I, and I'm looking at that, and if you're with me and you're tracking, you realize what happened. You know what happened? The cross happened. The cross happened. It was like, before they were like, love your family, love your friends. God didn't ask them to love their enemies. They were like eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, okay? And God's asking them to, to love one another at that level. All of a sudden, the cross happens, and it's, it's this demonstration of how much God loves us. This demonstration, which Romans 5.8 says, it says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this, while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. And we did a sermon on this, and I don't even remember the title that I preached it. It was a couple years ago. Maybe I can get a link and put it out on social media. But I, we, around our crosses, in our campuses, we had a uh, thing that said, while we were sinners, you know, before, the, before we ever loved God, it was, it was like that type of message. And we looked at the cross and realized before we ever loved God, God loved us unconditionally. He's like, here, I'm sending my son. And, and I love um, what Hillsong Church does for their Easter message. And I have thought many times of just ripping it off from them. And, and, uh, but go ahead, put it on the screen. It's like the cross equals love. And they put that all around uh, Australia when it comes to Easter. They they have Skywriters put it out there. They put it on signs. I mean, they put it I think people do tattoos. I mean, it is cross equals love. And I think that's what happened to the, to the church. The early church was like, we get it. We get it. That's what it's about, unconditional love. The cross equals love. This is what's going on. God loves us so much. Before we could... Ever love him and even though he loves us and even if we receive this grace we could never pay back to him how much he loves us this is an incredible thing this is agape love and i want to tell you this agape love is not natural agape love is not natural again that's why you don't find it in other writings that's why you don't find it other outside the church and outside the outside the bible This is where you see it's a supernatural thing. Agape, to be able to love at this level, if you're sitting here going like, how do we do this? You're asking the right question because you have to have supernatural strength to love at this level. There's no other way to do it without supernatural strength and it's not natural. And here's the thing that I've noticed about agape love. If we're going to love people unconditionally, if we're going to love them selflessly, if we're going to love them without expecting anything in return... It will shock them, and it will get their attention. It'll get their attention. Richard Dawkins, a a famous atheist, he wrote this in his book, The Selfish Gene. He wrote this, universal love and the welfare of the species as a whole are concepts which simply do not make evolutionary sense. He's like, this love, it doesn't... like. He's all about it's evolution. He's an atheist. He, he mocks anyone that believes that God created the earth. But he's like, I got to tell you, when I look around and I see love, when I see this, this unconditional love, when I see what's going on, that makes no sense because there's no reason for that to even happen. I'm telling you, agape love is supernatural. And we have been given the opportunity to go out and, and, and blow people's minds with agape love. And, and, and yet, I don't think we're even asking, like, how many packs of sauce do you want with that? I feel like we have the sauce under the counter. And we're like, yeah, we're, we're just we're kind of stingy with our love. We're the local church. We might do good, but we're not going to wrap it in love. We'll give you the good deeds, but we're not going to smother it. I just getting hungry right now. You know, but anyways. <laughs> Here's the thing. Atheists can argue with miracles. This is what I've learned. Atheists and skeptics can argue with miracles. I tell people like God miraculously healed our son, and people are like, I don't believe it. Did you? Is that verified? You know, how many know? They, like, serious? I don't believe it. You know. Matter of fact, the other day, Pastor Allen and I, he's from our Woodbury campus, our campus pastor, we were uh, down in town in St. Paul, and we were looking at this venue for maybe a future church event that we'd have a party or something, or just a cool event. And we walked in there, and this guy's like, Oh, yeah, churches rented all the time. He goes, There's one here the other day. They were praying for the sick and doing that healing stuff. And he goes, You don't believe in healing, do you? I was like, Yeah, I do. He's like, You do? I was like, Oh, yeah, let me tell you. And I started telling him, He's like, Hmm. You could tell he wanted to argue, but he's like, well, this guy's telling me that this happened in his own life. He's seen it happen. But how many know atheists, they can argue with the miracles, and they can, how many know that many atheists or different people that are skeptics, can, they can out-argue you? You know, I start arguing with them, and I'm like, I'm not doing very good right now. Where's Rabbi Zechariah? Where's that guy? You know, where's the smart guys, you know? Um, all right? And, and, and here's what I've learned. I, I may not be able to out-argue them, and they may discredit the miraculous, but I will tell you this, they have a hard time with our love. I can out love. I can out love and I can tell you this, the church can out love the atheists. You say, well, they can love too, but they don't have agape. All right, they don't have supernatural help in the way that they're loving. Yes, they can be kind, they can be loving, they can do those things, but we've got agape love, we've got the Holy Spirit working within us to be able to do this kind of love, to live, to to have it flow out of us. And so, I think we've got to grab hold of our secret sauce and say, God, help us to love at this level. I believe that's why Paul in 1 Corinthians 12 31, he says, now eagerly desire the greater gifts, and yet I will show you the most excellent way. If you give me just a moment here, uh, Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 12, he's talking to the church, and he's like, these are the spiritual gifts, and this are, these are the things, and you should pursue these things. And he's like, hey guys, this is amazing. Spiritual gifts, knowledge is amazing, but let me show you the most excellent thing that we really need to make sure we get right. And then he goes into the love chapter. And he talks about love. This, this is where it's at. And then he goes back to spiritual gifts. Now, I love the miraculous. And I love the knowledge of God and learning about God. But Paul would say, hey, miraculous, go after it. Know all you can about God. But live in love. Camp on the love. Realize this is what's going to change the world. we got to have love. We could be out there doing all sorts of good deeds. But if we're not wrapping it in love, if it's not smothered in love, we're, we're missing it. We're missing it. we got to be, this is our secret. This is our word. This is more than our word. This is our God. Our God is love. Go out there and love the world like this. Ooze all over them and see what happens. See what the love of God can do. Now, again, my problem, my problem, I'm, I'm not very good at love. As I did an assessment on my level of love, I love my family most days. How many are with me? You know, most days. I'm doing a lot better job loving my family now that I've picked them. How many know there's a difference between being born in a family and having to love it and then being able to pick the people that you love? All right, you know. All right. Um, I love my friends. I love my friends. But I've noticed this about my friends. I have time with my friends and then time away from my friends. Um, I cannot vacation with my friends. I just can't. I've tried it a couple of times. It's just not, it's, it's a hard thing to do. Um, but okay, so I'm okay. Uh, but when it comes to just even neutral people in this world, I start failing the love test. On the way to church today, I failed the love test three times. <laughs> Slow car in front of me, and I'm just like, come on! <laughs> and I'm fighting, like, I've got a truck. I could run you over. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. You know? And as I'm having that thought, as this person, like, finally turned off, then as I'm turning, this truck pulls out in front of me, and it's, like, way too tight. I was going way too fast for them to pull out, and I have to slow down. And I did that, you know, you pulled out way too close to me thing. You know what I'm saying? Right there. Just kind of letting them know I was going 50. And I'm like, good night. And then I go to take a left turn, and I've got the left arrow. And, 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 and as I'm taking the left arrow, they pulled out the right. And I'm like, come on, left arrow. So I failed, like, with strangers <laughs> three times. And I'm just like, I'm not doing very good with this. And then I thought, I thank God for external motivation that helps me love people with at least a friendly level of love, you know. I mean, I didn't want to beep at them. They could go to River Valley, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like an external motivation <laughs> and then I thought God I want to get to a level where there's internal motivation to love beyond be kind to your neighbor okay so I don't do good I mean family friends you know people and then you get to enemies enemies and as I kind of look through this and maybe you can self-reflect on this too after the sermon as I looked at enemies when people attack me or attack the church my natural response is, oh yeah? Let's say something smart to them. Let's I'm gonna tweet back at them, you know. See that, you know, that's that's my that's my natural thing. I want to give them a zinger. That's what I want to do. And then I'm thinking, I have to fight from wanting to give my enemy a zinger, or and 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 even when I go to love them, it's like I'm using love as a weapon. But not a weapon to win them. It's a weapon to show them. That's a big difference. Like, oh, I just want to heap some coals of love on you. Make you feel bad. It's Jesus said to do. Hope you feel bad. You know what I mean? Showed you with love. You know what I mean? I don't want to show them with love. I want to win them with love. And so I'm looking at this and I'm like, I am, I'm not middle of the pack. I'm, I'm not even on the lead lap. And I think about this, a total stranger can cause me to be all the things that love is not in one moment. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love is not angry. Love is, you know, I mean, I'm looking at the things, and I'm thinking a total stranger can put me off on all the things that love is not. And I read 1 Corinthians 13. Let me go there and just... It's the love chapter. It's not. It's appropriate for weddings. It's appropriate. But really, it should be read at church. Okay, we're gathered here today for church. Just want to read to you a little reading. Chapter 13, 1 Corinthians. I want to read to you the love chapter. Hope you will love your neighbors and love the people around you. And, and it's for us because, again, Paul's talking to the church at Corinth about spiritual gifts. And he's trying to give them. Direct, and then he's like, love. Love, this is for the church. And then he goes back to spiritual gifts. So he's talking to them about how to operate in the spiritual gifts. And then he's like, love, you got to have the love. And then he goes back to this. So he's really talking to them about being in the church. And it's interesting, Paul does a couple of things. I don't have time to go into all of it. But he uh, personalizes love, and he makes it like a person. And he's like, love is patient. Love is kind. So he's saying love is like love is a person. Now I want to let you know this. He could have said God is patient, God is kind, because that would have been very appropriate because God is love. It would have been, but instead of doing that, he says love is patient, love is kind. So he's letting us know that God is this and you should be too. Ooh, that convicted me when I read it. I was like, He's saying God is this and you should be too. And so I should read this like because God is patient, Rob should be too. Because God is kind, Rob should be too. Because God is not easily angered, Rob should not be easily. You see what I'm saying? And that's how I should read that chapter. And I encourage you right now to go ahead uh, when you get home today and, and read through that chapter and see where you're I don't want to dissect it too much right now and tear it apart. I think there would be better ministry to you if God would just let you and, and him speak about this and pray about this and let God just dissect you for a moment. But if I could for just, just two of the things there, it, when it says love is patient or God is patient, the word that's used there for patient is with people. When it says love is patient or God is patient or Rob should be patient, it's with people. And I always looked at it like love is patient, like I will wait for God's blessings. And God's like, no, what I mean is you'll be patient with people that frustrate you, that take too long. Again, when he says love is kind, when he does that in 1 Corinthians 13, when Paul writes that, he's saying love is kind, again, to all people. Love is kind to people, to everyone. Origen, an early church father said, love, that word that is kind there means sweet to all. Followers of Jesus are sweet to everybody. And I believe this, some some Christianity is good and active, but it's very mean. We can't be active Christians and mean. We have to be active and kind and loving. God's love is like that. And loving God, uh, loving like God is not just for superstars. It's not just for superstars. We can't claim the people on our team that are really loving well and then excuse away those of us that are not loving well. God is telling all of us to live at this level. It's not so high that we can't reach it. We can get there. We're supposed to get to a level of love. And that's my hope is that we'll get there because that's what will change the world. A friend of mine, Ben Stroop, he says this, unconditional love is uncommon. Uncommon doesn't mean impossible. It just means uncommon. We can go out and live an unconditional love. We can live an agape love. We can live God's love towards all these people, and it's not impossible. It will be uncommon, and that will catch the attention of the world. That will catch the attention of the world. The next thing you know, they're like, I want in. What do you have? How are you doing that? I'll give you the, the hope. How can, how can I love more? This is where I found myself at the end of all my efforts here. And I thought, Lord, I just need to have more love. I need more love. And I, I was like, I, honestly, just being transparent, I was, I, I was looking for like five steps to give you guys, five steps for myself to do. And as I prayed about this and said, how can I grow in my love for people? How can I grow in agape love? I really felt this so strongly. God was like, look at my love and you'll love more. Look at the cross and you'll love more. I said it earlier that the early church was just, we gotta love one another. We gotta love our enemies. We gotta, you can't say you love God and then not love your brother. You gotta love. Love became this theme again the secret ingredient and it was because of the cross and I think it's very appropriate here at all of our campuses as we end that we would take time just again looking at the cross looking at the cross and saying hey the cross equals love And if I'm going to love the world more, I've got to spend more time thinking about God's love. i got to realize how much God loves me. I've got to spend more time just in love with God, praising God, worshiping God, realizing the depth of his love for me. Because I believe this, it comes from God to me, and then God places it in me, he grows it in me, and then it's able to ooze out. If I try to do it in my own strength, I can't do it. But as I grab God and I say, God, you've placed it in me. You've given me unconditional love. You've given me grace. You've given me this ability. Now let that grow in me. Let that grow in me and then ooze out of me to others. So let's look at God more. Let's look at his love. Let's look at the cross and grab hold of the love of God. Lord, I pray right now that you'd help us to grab hold of this. If we're going to love people more, we're going to have to love you more. And so I pray now that we'd look at this secret ingredient. We'd look at this ability to have the, the, the love of God, unconditional love, sacrificial love, selfless love, gift love, surprise love uh, from you. While we were yet sinners, you gave us this. And so God, I just pray that we'd live in that, grow in that, bloom in that, and just ooze out onto other people. Help us to change the world With agape love, in Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, amen.